Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Evening, Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Coming up a little bit later on on Control-Alt-Delete, dogs can now scent and smell the coronavirus. Sniffer dogs can be trained to see whether or not you have the coronavirus. So more on that on Control-Alt-Delete a little bit later on. Now... This is the part of the show where we bring on uh, a special guest onto the show. They're going to tell you three things about themselves and you have to see if you are any use at spotting when somebody is lying to you. These are invaluable skills uh, in the world in which we live in. So we're delighted to bring onto the show this evening comedian and actor. You will have seen him on uh, Damo and Ivor. You will have also seen him at, uh, do you remember those things called festivals that uh, took place around the country and comedy gigs. He's, he's done the Vodafone Comedy Festivals. He's geeked all over the country here in the UK up at the uh, Fringe Festival in Edinburgh as well, which again is a thing of the past. We're delighted to welcome Tom the Barrow Manny. Tom, what's the crack, sir? How are things? I'm in bits here as you're listing off all the things that are dead in my career right now. Thank you very much. That's great. <laughs> They're just gone to sleep for a while. They're not dead. Don't worry. It's like a parent talking to their fish. That's it. <laughs> it's, gone, it's, gone to, it's gone to gig heaven for a while. <sighs> Your gigs, Tom, have gone to live on a farm. They're still alive and uh, they Wait, just I, thought it would be better on a farm. Whatever about your my gigs, your gigs, you're, you've sold out to an online sex shop, or is that what's what's going on now at the minute? Adults, yeah, 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 sold out. Of course, we sold out. Yeah, sex sales have gone through the roof. Yes, they have. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, who's going yeah. to name to name their child Corona after all this thing? <laughs> Do you know what I've heard of somebody through the grapevine who has just done that? No, get out. Corona, yeah, and obviously they think it's a bit of a laugh and it's a bit of fun. The child will not think it's a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh when they're a little bit older and they're slagged. Yeah, but not even that. Like Paddy Power or something, are they? <laughs> Probably is some stunt like that, but I just imagine, like, it might sound a little bit funny, but I'm sure some people are going to have a, a thing about naming your child after a deadly disease. You know what I mean? You're not going to name your child cancer or AIDS. Oh, that would just be like, uh, what? Let's make it a confirmation. Huh? play tour. <laughs> so it's anyway, um, we have Tom on this evening and our goal here is to try and make him cry and to, to depress him so much <laughs> that he never wants to come back on our radio show ever again. So listen, Tom, uh, how how crap has the lockdown been? It's been Tom, okay. Tom, Tom, wait a sec. Before you answer, you literally yeah. have had four months off. So as if you were in school again to do absolutely nothing. Sir, do you know continue. what I used to do for a living before that? 
What? I used to tell jokes for a living. That's what I got <laughs> away with doing. And like, I've been off for the last 10 years. Like, this is... <laughs> I was caught in this. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, it's very, very true. And then... Uh, uh, this comes along and the proverbial has hit the fan. Um, but fing- fingers crossed, Tom, that we're slowly going to inch towards being back on stage. Uh, like, have you done any of those kind of Zoom gigs at all that have been popping up online? Yeah, I do. Um, and this is where I'm going to do an absolute plug, guys. I don't mind. Go for it. Go for it. Totally. Um, yeah. I've, done, I've done a few of them and they have improved. The formats have improved. Doing straight stand-up to camera does not work, clearly. There's, yeah. you know... And that was found out pretty early on. But I'm doing one. At the, I do a weekly one now. It's a live stream through uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope. Uh, it's called Buckshot Sideshow. And it's essentially comedians. It's, it's a game show. It's a game show. So we get to vent and slag each other off. I wouldn't have anybody under the age of 18 in the room while, we're, <laughs> while you're watching us. But, uh, yeah, it's loosely based around a game show where I am the host. And we it's very well produced. Ordo Rochford of those conspiracy guys produces it. So it's actually got some actual talent. Um, and we basically, it's like a green room, essentially. Any opportunity we have, we absolutely rip each other apart. So, uh, listen, if we're going to do the plug now properly, Tom, give us, when is it When is it on and how do I watch? This Thursday, 8.30 p.m., live on my YouTube page or my Facebook comedy page or go over to Tom O'Mahony on Twitter. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> you got, got the foghorn. The, the foghorn of approval. <laughs> Don't, that's an awful name for Sorcha. The fi- <laughs> now, lads. Is it a better sound, though? I mean, this. Or is it. Who knows? Who knows? Wait, do you not have me and my bum? Oh, no, I got rid of that. I got, we moved oh, on okay. from that. Uh, now, you Tom is to- like, what? Yeah, we have, uh, there was something I pulled. I, I like sometimes to take audio from the show and out of context and replay it live on air as if it's Saoirse talking and it makes absolutely no sense. But then there was, you know, HR letters that were sent around, which apparently uh, didn't go down too well. But listen, we're all friends now. Happy days. <laughs> it wasn't Happy me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Well, I was sending it to myself, wanted a bit of drama. I was feeling a little <laughs> bit bored. I compla- issued a complaint against myself and work, but your luck. Uh, listen, Tom, that, that also sounds good. So, sorry, what day did you say? Thursday at half eight? This Thursday half eight, just look for Tom O'Mahony on YouTube. And, and then um, and then at nine o'clock on Thursday, you can get back into listening to the show. Only give Tom a half an hour of your time, otherwise we'll all be out of a, 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 a gig sooner rather than later. But listen, we've brought you on to play Poker Face. This is how, obviously, the, the game works if you're just tuning in. Tom's going to tell you three things about himself, all right? Two of those things are 100% true. One of them, one of them is not true, and it's your job this evening to see if you can figure out what Tom is lying to you about. So you just let us know, is it the first, second or third thing? You can WhatsApp us in your answer to our WhatsApp, 87 So Tom, sometimes we bring people onto the show and they've no idea of the format, but fingers crossed, you're, uh, we're all on the same page here. Oh no, I've no idea what's going on. And I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. That's good, we yeah. like that. Um, as, yeah. as a comedian and an actor, I think you're probably going to be a very good liar. Oh, God, yeah, but yeah, that's been said to me before, which is a bit disconcerting. I, it depends on how good of an actor or a stand-up I actually am, so who knows? Well, well, we're about to find out. So, listen, you might as well, let's, well, let's crack on if we're all good to go, and will you give us the first thing you have for us? I used to teach people how to drive supercars. Sorry? What's yeah. a supercar? Lamborghini, Ferrari, Aston Martin, those kind of things. Um, yeah, I used to teach people how to do that. 
because people would they'd be test driving them, thinking about buying them, and also there'd be experiences bought for people like uh, birthdays and stuff like that. And I'd be the guy you'd meet and with the selected car, and I would show you how to drive the thing safely. Mm. That's weird. Now I have heard of those before. I've heard you know you can book them for you know, boyfriend's birthday if they ever wanted to be able to drive a Lamborghini, which they'll never be able to afford, that they'd go and do this for an hour or something. But Tom O'Mahony being the driver or the, the tester or the guy that you're there to greet and meet, I don't know. Cormac, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I could see how people would have been rattled, all right, you know what I mean? Mm. And you, you know, knowing the crack, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, we learn how to drive from a young age in the countryside, so you know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, six right. years of age, you're you're put into the tra- into a tractor, and you're going, "Hey, look, you're doing you're doing the hay now. Good luck, bye bye." Lit- literally, that's it. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, that's the first story. Did Tom O'Mahony used to teach people how to drive supercars? If you think he's spoofing about that, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Tom, the second thing. I was a jockey. Uh, well, I was in a jockey academy up until the age of sixteen. Uh, I got plucked from school because I was quite good at riding horses and it was a thing that happened in South Tipperary because it's such a horsey area and I lost my place in the academy because I grew, unfortunately, and I would not take up the suggested uh, habit of smoking which inhibits growth. (laughs) And yeah, jump jockeys have to be under like seven stone or something and I just started filling out and growing a bit too big for for the horses. So... Yeah, I got thrown out, essentially, and sent back to school. So I had to go back to school at age 16. I left for a year and had to redo third year, I think it was, twice. Yeah. No way. Well, if it is true, don't don't reveal anything. I just imagine if that is true, that seeing some, obviously, Tipperary horse instructor there going to throw a few of these smokes and, you know, Tom will keep the weight down, keep you from growing. You can continue doing this now. Sign up and there's a 20 John Player Blue and go nuts. No, major, major, oh, major. Ma- <laughs> with, yeah. with no filters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, brutes of, of cigarettes. Yeah, brutes of things. But you know, I mean, you're never going to learn younger. That's all I'm saying. Right, okay. So that's the Sa- second story. Sound, sounds like a mare. I have been literally practicing my comedic skills for how long is it two years now and that's probably the best pun I've ever created You've oh peaked. God. You've peaked. We're going to close the show Literally. on that. It has been. It is nice. Thank you for, if you've ever listened to Room 104. That is it now. We're closing it off, and there'll just be dead silence for the next two hours here this evening. I will, it might be better. Some would argue. Yeah, I'll be selling out the uh, the actual the three arena. Yeah, search along. You probably would. That's the thing. You probably would right now. That's <laughs> right now. Puns yeah, actually, I probably would if we. We got back in there. But yeah, um, okay, I actually do completely 100% believe that second story, but we won't say anything yet. What's the third story? Third story, and these are all kind of work-related ones because I was just trying to think think of things that are work-related. I used to be, and this is nothing to do with your sponsors, I used to be, <laughs> I used to work, as along with many jobs, but the oddest job I had on this particular pig farm was uh, an artificial inseminator. For lady pigs. Um, There's the silence I was looking for. Great, yeah, yeah. What an audience! <laughs> what? Just when you said you had to work as the artificial inseminator, the wrong images came to my mind, Tom. Unfortunately, which I'm artificial, sure are artificial, not official. <laughs> like artificial, like the opposite to real. 
assistant of the of <laughs> God. I know, he wasn't like, they opened the barn door, in you go, Tom, now, do us proud. <laughs> God, now, Tom, I'm very confused. I'm hoping you see, that Saoirse, the first when a pig and the falls in love, uh, the mammy pig and the, the daddy pig no. come together and hug in a special way. Obviously not. Okay, I did, one, I'm processing a lot there, Tom. Didn't realise that. I, I knew maybe cows and horses had that done. Didn't realise pigs um, were on the IVF, so to speak, as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes there just ain't enough uh, do pigs to go around all the same day, yeah. you know, so, you know. It's tough work, tough work being a pig. Okay, there are the three stories, and one of those is not true. So, if you think it is the uh, first one, uh, did Tom teach people how to drive supercars? Did he bring them around in Ferraris and Lamborghinis? Is that a true story? Uh, is the second one was he in a horse riding academy, plucked out of school, and then unfortunately refused to smoke, and then grew and was told, "See, you, good luck, boy. You're too big now to be in our, our horse riding academy." Or is the third one there that he used to artificially inseminate pigs? for a living. Is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Just let us know. Simple number, one, two or three to our WhatsApp, 87 104 and we'll see if you can get that correct and right this evening. All very difficult, all very uh, random and obscure and I would say very difficult to come up with. You know what I mean? Very difficult to, to kind of fabricate one of those, but one of them is not real, so best of luck with you because I'm not 100% sure which I think is BS but um, Saoirse any ideas that you're, what you're going with initially I would um, I don't own anything actually no I bet my cat uh, my car and anything else that belongs to me that number one is the lie I'm nearly certain yeah I, I really want that fluffy cat of yours so what are you going to do for Instagram selfies if you get rid of your cat <laughs> no, she hasn't actually made it in a long time because she's been such an a-hole that I had to um, refrain from putting her up. She needs her own account. That's the problem. You, this is what happens yeah. when you give cats give them an inch, and that cat was just addicted not to social media. That's yeah. true. But look, right. Tom, if you can do something better with her, take her. You know, I could. <laughs> Right, okay. Is it the first, second, or third story? Which one do you think is not true this evening? Uh, the story about uh, being a test driver, or I should say uh, teaching people how to drive supercars, is it the second story about being in a horse riding academy but getting booted out because he grew too much? Or is it the third story uh, of the... What was the third story again? Artificial inseminator for... Sorry, how could you artificial, forget? artificial pig inseminator. Yeah, I think my brain just wanted to... Delete that image from my mind and make me not forget. Listen, one, two, or three, which one do you think it is? Uh, and we'll see how well you are at spotting a liar, and we'll see how good Tom is at spotting a liar as well. Let us know. Drop us in a WhatsApp. Uh, Tom, are you okay to hang on the line there for a, a moment or two? Yeah, I'm just going to iron my mask here just as we're at it. Sure, oh, brilliant. Me. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant too. Hang on there two seconds uh, if for a few moments if you can. Get those WhatsApp texts into us, one, two, or three, and let us know which one you think Tom is spoofing to you about this evening. Here's Lewis. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. What's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and you've joined us in the middle of this. It's more of a poker voice as opposed to a poker face if you think about it. We invite a guest on, they tell you three things about themselves and then it is your job this evening to try and figure out which one of those things is not true, which one of, th- of those things they've made up. Joining us on the line now is a comedian and a actor, Tom the Barrow Mahoney. Tom, can you quickly just give a quick recap of the three things, three stories you shared with us already? Yeah, so number one, I used to teach people how to drive supercars. 
Number two, I was in a horse racing academy. Wanted to be cast out. And number three, I used to work as an artificial inseminator on a pig farm. Okay, so there you are. There are your three stories this evening. You must decide which one of those is not true. One, two, or three. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. At Liam, good evening. Liam has said the pig story. He said it and had to think about it. So that's what Liam is going with. He thinks that you might have stumbled slightly on the pig story. We have uh, the story number three in from Daryl. Mary has said... Uh, evening, Mary. How are things? What's the crack? She thinks it's the second story about the horse riding academy. Uh, and then uh, Jacinta has said uh, the first story as well. So listen, let us know what you think it is. Uh, a good distribution of answers there. No one is hammering you on one and thinks it is obvious. So that's good. So listen, one, two or three. WhatsApp is in now for free. 87 Saoirse, are you sticking with number one, the story about the supercars not being true? Yeah, I am going to stick with number one. Now, I don't mean to to sound like I'm judging you because you're from Tipperary, but I know oh, you, you absolutely. <laughs> the second I met you, you judged me immediately because <laughs> this is before. Ninety-nine people listening to this are going, "I'm judging him. He's totally a culture. I'm judging." Yeah, look, you're from a different. You're, you're not from Dublin, okay? So when you're not from Dublin and you're from the country, then usually you're into horses. And uh, from Tipperary, I assume you did horse riding as a child because, let's be honest, what else is there to do in Tipperary when you're a child? Nothing. So you probably did that. The and then, lady. I mean... There's the cat lady. <laughs> hey, I adopted this cat. This cat is very much a city cat that stays indoors and um, is very high maintenance like myself. But I do think two and three are probably true. Now, I'm not saying that you're not into fast cars and all the rest of it, but as I said to Cormac, I can imagine the guys that will be showing you around those centres are usually those sleazy, you know, slicked back hair, tight shirts, just not you, you know? Yeah. You're too down to earth for that type of character, I would say. And you don't think as a, as a, as a half-decent actor I could throw on the old brill cream into the hair that morning? <laughs> you know, it could be I'm, I'm not saying you or, couldn't. I just don't think you'd want to do that. Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe. Uh, okay, uh, last few moments to get your, your guesses in. 0876797104. First story, did Tom used to uh, drive people around in fancy supercars, teach them how to drive Ferraris and Lamborghinis? Was it the second story? Was Tom in a uh, horse riding academy only to get booted out for growing when he was a teenager and had to repeat the old uh, junior sort or third year? Uh, and then the final story was, is he an artificial inse- was he an artificial inseminator for pigs? back in the day. Let us know what you think it is. 87 A lot of people spread out with their answers, so uh, you can just have a guess and see if you can figure out what Tom is lying to you about. I'm trying to think... Like, I suppose, full disclosure here, I, I know Tom several years, so I, I know probably more than you, Saoirse. Yeah, see, that's what I'm worried about. I, I'm kind of interested to know which one you're veering towards. You know what, maybe I should abstain... Mm, do you know me that well, though? I don't know you that well. I know you 33% based on this evening's uh, <laughs> proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, but that gives me a 50-50 chance of getting this right, whereas you're down at 33%, you know. Now, when you say 50-50 chance, are you kind of nearly definite? I know one of them is... A, is I know one of them 100% truly. Okay. <clears throat> Mm. See, obviously, myself and Tom, we've met, but we uh-huh. wouldn't know each other well now. True. 
Mm-hmm. I know you're funny, mm-hmm. you know I have a cat. Mm-hmm. And that's about the extent of your relationship, I suppose. Yeah, for now. That's, that's, well, that's just our lives in general. We don't have anything else going on, so there's no more. That's the top, that's the only thing on my CV. Funny. Yeah. In fairness, I don't have any hobbies whatsoever. I just have a cat to take pictures with, and that's pretty much what I do in my spare time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, here's what we'll do, right? We will uh, eliminate one of the, the stories. So, um, two of the stories are true, one is false. Um, can you tell us, Tom, um, one of the stories that is 100% true? Can you reveal just one of them now to us? It's the one you know about. It's number one. <gasps> no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, were you a slicked back Rick? No, no, I never went down that route. I didn't. No, I never went down that route. I uh, of the slick back hair, or the tight shirts, or anything. It was ne- like I was kind of final point for the sales. If 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 even if they'd already pretty much bought the thing at that stage, and I would show them how to let it rip. But more so, I was doing more than anything. I was doing the um, the instructions for presents, you know, experiences and stuff like that, and you know, transporting them back and forth to the UK and things. So, yeah. But mo- mostly, it was. It was um, experiences. So you'd meet very happy people who were after getting, whether it be, it wasn't, it wasn't all men. In Cork, actually, when I did it, it was like 50-50. Women mm. doing it, men doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but more so, like in Dublin, it was mostly, it was mostly like fathers who'd gotten it for Father's Day or a birthday or whatever. That's yeah, not cool. a bad present at all. Yeah, so no. there you go. Unfortunately, uh, William, you got that incorrect, and so did Jacinta, and so did Saoirse, and everyone else. If you did say it was the first story of him teaching people how to drive supercars and doing these supercar experiences and Ferrari experiences, he did do that, and that was the one story that, that I did know about. So now I kind of, um, you're back in the game, Saoirse, we're both uh, unclear whether it is the second story or the third story. So the second story is about being in a horse riding academy back in the day, but grew out of it, for for want of a better word, and then was booted out of that. And the third one is the uh, artificial inseminator for a pig. So is it two or is it three? Oh, eight, seven, six, seven, nine, seven, one, four. Now, Saoirse, now that you're, you're working now, on back on a level playing field here. Um, I am probably going to go with number three. Oh... I have all the hope and dreams that Tom was meant to be a jockey. <laughs> so they, is it your lack of knowledge of agriculture that you're just going, that's not a thing that actually happens, and you're just going, I know about horses, but they're like big cats. Um, kind people of. Can yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. You just uh, look right. like a horsey type, you know, <laughs> someone that would be into racing and stuff. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love the races. Stevens's Day, I go to, to Leopardstown. Oh, well, then you love it one day I'm, of the year. I'm, it's like yeah, you love it as I'm much as you love mass, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like football, mass on once Christmas a year. Day, and then uh, the races otherwise. So listen, we're down to the last two stories. Seriously, you're going with the pig insemination story not being true. I'm going to go just for, for you know, hedge our bets here. I'm going to say uh, it's the second story about being booted out of the horse riding academy back in the day for growing too much. So, um, all right. Cut off point, no more text coming in. I'm saying the second story is BS. And Saoirse is th- saying the third story is BS. Jacinta's changed her mind now. The third story has of loads of other people. So you might as well, finally, Tom, reveal this evening which story is made up. Is it the second story about the horse riding or the third story about the pig insemination? The made up story is number two, horse riding. <laughs> Tom, yes. get out there and start horse riding. I'm so disappointed in you. I know, I know. It was it was very big around my area, but I just 
uh, no, it wasn't for me at all. But the, even there was a recruiters did come to our school, and kids that were kind of half showing half an interest who were like under a certain height and weight and stuff, they would pretty much offer him a start. And a lad that I went to school with, he was very very smart. He shouldn't have been leaving school, but he was very smart. And he and I met him years later. I says, "How did you get on?" He says. I grew. That was the problem. And I wouldn't smoke to keep the weight down and to keep the size down. So, yeah, the best he could do was just kind of work there. But he was never going to be a, a race jockey because he wouldn't smoke to keep his size down. That's <laughs> mad. Because I, I knew if that had been the lie, that it was based on a true story because yeah, it, very it good lie. Detailed. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, very, very detailed and, and performed very, very well. So listen, well, uh, well done, sir. Uh, commiserations, sir, to everyone else. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're not going anywhere because... Yeah, yeah, Pagan... I was wondering, you're going to hang up now and you don't want to know. <laughs> I was just about to hang up and go, moving on, now, hang on, hang on, artificial pig insemination. Yeah, 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 it's a thing, it's a thing, it's all across agriculture that um, essentially that they, yeah, it was a huge farm and they had male pigs are known as boars and just like cattle and just like, you know, prize animals of various sorts, they had a fake version of one of the rear end of a female and he would lead him. He knew what to do, but there was a vessel, a collection vessel, and then that would be unscrewed, capped, and diluted down. you get 15 goes out of that rather than just the one. And then... There was I'm a, so confused. There was a pig sex doll, for what, want of a better word, yeah. for the boar. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Why did yeah. you continue doing this? Job. Uh, you know, I grew out of it and I wouldn't take up the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> you refused to play the sexy music in the background for the pigs and you were just like, no, nah, it's not happening. It was, uh, it, was, it was a very well paid job for a teenage boy in school because, uh, yeah, it was just rough. You're working with like the roughest of blokes you've ever met. Like, you think I'm rough? Come on, man, you have not met humans like these. We're talking ex-cons, people with like three eyeballs, you know, or no eyeballs, just like next level humans, like us, or previous level humans, I should say. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was for the, pardon the pun, but it was a handy number. Um, <laughs> and an application was, for the want of a better word, a, a purpose-built turkey baster, and you just got on with the job, that was the job, and you just did it, that was it. Sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Tom, this explains a lot. You know, this uh, the trauma of doing this explains a lot. Well, look, I've been in therapy now for the last 22 years. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yet, returning a corner, I feel speaking about it live on air, if we're actually there talking you go. Now, I, I guarantee you the taxi driver's eating chips that have just chucked them out the window at this stage going, this absolute savage. Yeah, apologies that if you've had be a quarter pounder. The worst job I've ever heard of. Oh no, there's worse. There's worse. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could explain one or two worse ones. But don't worry, uh, we leave that for the next one. Jesus! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. floored. I, I kind of was going to presume that that might have not been true, but but there you go, folks. There can there is Tom back in the day had to go in and get the boar all uh, in the right mood. Play oh no, some, uh, all the time. I didn't have to talk him into it. There was no sexy music. There was no man. Take one for the team. There was nothing. They're on hot to trot. Basically, they are, yeah, they're they're good to go all the time. Oh, okay. Well, at least that's something. But wow. There we go. You learn something new every day. There's artificial insemination and sex 
pig sex dolls for the, the boars to get up on and kind of to contribute their samples to help uh, the rest of the species continue to repopulate. Wow. Uh, listen, Tom, on, on that note, we'll have to kind of move on and somehow try and gather our thoughts. Before I let you go again, a quick plug. You, you're doing your own, obviously, kind of show 8.30 on uh, Thursdays. Where can people find that again? Uh, just go Tom O'Mahony on YouTube or Tom O'Mahony on the Facebook page. Also, it's on Periscope on, over on Twitter. But that tends to be a lot of strange Americans just watching it, yeah. thinking it might be a show about ghosts or something. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, you know. So the best place to find it, best place to find it where you can comment and actually see it, the best stream of the whole lot is on YouTube. Um, and there's, there's always a bunch of funny comedians on with me. So if you just want to watch a bunch of grown adults just abuse the head off each other while trying to outdo each other for humour, that's the place to Lovely. go. Sounds uh, good. Brilliant. Well, listen, uh, Tom O'Mahony, thank you very much for popping on this evening. I'm slightly unwell, but uh, listen, we will chat to you again soon. Well, I'm glad to have ended your careers with that final story. So, you know, guys, we're all, we're all in this together. Yes, we are. We're all out of work together and we're just all screwed. Now, listen, man, I appreciate you popping on this evening and uh, we'll, we'll chat to you again soon. Take it easy, That's sir. It. Look after yourself. Bye, 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 bye. Ooh, that has literally given me the worst images in my head imaginable. <laughs> like, yeah. Didn't ever, did not think that existed. And I mean, the, yeah, they kind of they fit in with, uh, you know, uh, we should have talked horrible bosses as well. We were chatting horrible bosses a little bit earlier on because it turns out Ellen, has co- her show is under investigation now by the parent company because she apparently runs a very, very um, unfriendly work environment. But I mean, that I imagine there was days when you didn't want to, you know, you're the horrible boss telling you to do things with the pig to get it sorted and ready. My God. If you have any other good horrible boss stories, let us know. 0876797104. We'll read them in a few moments and we'll be back and with music from Joel Curry. Sorry, here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse here with Play Blue. Visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Still to come on the show, uh, sniffer dogs have been trained to be able to sniff out the coronavirus. So uh, we'll be talking more about that on Control Altily in a few moments. But getting back to some of the messages that came in uh, in relation to horrible bosses and horrible working environments that you might have ever uh, unfortunately experienced. We all have one or two places where we're like, Mother of Christ, thank God you got yourself out of that situation this is in light of uh, Ellen Ellen DeGeneres show apparently isn't the nicest place to work and the company that manages the company, which company? Warner Media, which is the parent company is launching apparently an internal investigation, uh, staff members have apparently, allegedly lost their jobs uh, for going on medical, taking leave for medical issues and also for going to funerals and things like that, so on top of a host of other things there's a lot of threads that have come out online and uh, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, so it has prompted an investigation to take place. But we wanted to know some of your horrible working stories. So if you've ever just had the boss from hell or the just really, really horrifically bad work environment, do let us know. 87 Uh This one comes in from Mark. Mark said, I had a boss that was a bit of a... <clears throat> Uh, he was nitpicking at my stuff. He was moaning at something that wasn't completed yet. And it got to the point where I felt like I wanted to harm him. So it was either I do harm to him or I walk away. I took the safer option and walked away. Oh, Thanks God, that's that bad. Yeah, I think when you get to that stage where you literally want to, <laughs> you want to kill them. Not, not the literally, but you know what I mean? The rage is just there. It's better to just walk away from it. Now, Jenny meshes this in, and this is horrible. Worked in a very well-known restaurant... 
and was told when she was in the kitchen wearing, you know, they had to wear a white shirt, that she needed to change her bra. What? That the colour didn't suit the outfit. But she, but she was in the kitchen? In the kitchen, yeah. And the boss came in and told her that she needed to change the colour of her bra, that it was, you know, maybe a dark colour, and she needed to change that to match the white shirt. In the back kitchen, cooking. <laughs> yeah, things like that, you're like, ah, oh, for God's sake, come on. Yeah. Um, Hayley, good evening. Thank you for your message. Haley said, I had a very bad situation in a well-known supermarket I was working in. In March, uh, the supervi- she said initially, the supervisor was actually a ride bitch. I think you mean uh, rude. <laughs> Not right. Uh, she didn't like me calling her out. And that night at closing time, I ended up locked in the locker rooms and the whole shop was closed down. All the lights were shut off, um, the whole lot. And it was a Sunday evening at 9 o'clock and I didn't get let out until half 10 Worst situation ever. Uh, was that like a deliberate mistake of the boss kind of leaving going, is everyone out? Yeah, everyone's out knowing well, Haley, that you were locked in the storerooms. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. For an hour and a half? That's awful, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bad, all right. But uh, look, let us know if you have any other horrible boss situations. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. You can check out more of the goss on the scandal on the Ellen DeGeneres show and see what's going on over there uh, on FM one hundred four. Kind of more information is about it there. But if you have any other situations, do let us know. Next coming up on the show, if you've ever gone on a diet, maybe you're struggling on a diet right now, and you always hate yourself and feel this guilt and shame when you finally snap and break and just binge of a Saturday evening or a Friday night and just think you've undone all of the good work that you've done over the previous couple of days or even the previous couple of weeks. But just how damaging is a binge eating meal going to do to your diet and going to do to your health and going to do to your weight loss and your fat loss and all of those types of things? Apparently, according to new research that's just been released, uh, maybe not as much as you thought. So if you've been hating yourself for breaking a diet and breaking your clean eating for the last while, maybe you don't have to be so harsh on yourself. So we'll be talking to one of the researchers, Professor James Betts, who was involved in looking at the impact that binge eating has when you're on a diet and saying, 
whether or not we should be hating ourselves as much as it is. So he's on the way next year on Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Some good news with a little caveat, especially if you are currently on a diet and want to lose some weight and get a bit fitter and healthier because there's always the belief that when you quote-unquote, go on a diet and you're trying to be good and eat healthily, that if you have even, if you smell chocolate or you've even look at an ice cream, you're going to undone, undo absolutely all of your hard work and all of your progress. Yeah, and I hear this quite a lot and people do tend to try and stay on track Monday to Friday. They try and eat, you know, relatively healthy. But most people will want to get a takeaway or go out on a Saturday or a Friday night. But the guilt the next day for doing that or maybe the next day (laughs) you end up going and getting a McDonald's or getting a pizza and overeating as such. And then you feel like you've undone the whole week's worth of healthy stuff. Yeah, and then you just give up. You just say there's, there's no point and you go back and then four stone later you try it all over again and the exact same patterns kicks in so, so just exactly where does let's say a cheat meal or a, a, a one-off eating binge fit and what kind of impact will it have on your diet on your weight loss on your obesity on all of those things well somebody a group of people have been looking into that over in the university of bath and to tell us a little bit more about the findings that they found when it comes to how much you're eating and your binge eating professor james Best from the university of bath joins us on the line now professor how are things yeah, very well, thank you. So what was exactly was your study looking at when it came to uh, obesity and kind of binge eating? What we were interested to do in this study was to ask people to eat as much as they could, actually, which um, is a, a kind of fun prospect and I imagine captures the public <laughs> imagination. Yeah. But actually, this is really interesting in terms of obesity because um, what we need to understand is is this idea where people eat too much, which of course is um, what's behind the obesity epidemic. And we can learn a whole lot about the human body by um, studying situations where the body is pushed beyond its limits and we see how it tolerates that. And we do that sometimes with exercise tests or other types of um, physiology Mm. testing we do. But here we asked people to eat the most pizza they could possibly eat in one go. Now, were these people healthy throughout the the week maybe and you asked them to do this once? Yes, so these were young, healthy men. Um, We actually advertised the study for females as well, but they were too sensible to take part in something like this. (laughs) Um, And they came in on two occasions and one time uh, they ate as much as they'd like to eat till they were normally full and then on another occasion they were going to be asked to eat until they couldn't manage another bite. So yeah, the study really relates to that kind of situation where you've got someone who has an otherwise healthy balanced diet and a healthy active lifestyle but then has this one-off binge that we're all guilty of sometimes where you eat far too much and we really had a couple of related questions one was how much more would somebody eat and we guessed that people would eat more obviously but didn't think you could fit in much more beyond being full and then the second question is how your body deals with that so we were really surprised that these individuals managed to eat almost exactly 100% more when they pushed past their normal point of Wow. So, yeah, they, they were able to eat about three quarters of a pizza to, a, to maybe one large pizza when they ate normally. But then these individuals were eating some of them up to two and a half large pizzas when they were asked to eat maximally. So I find that quite interesting that 
when someone tells you they're full or when you feel full, you're actually still half empty and could eat the same again. And then the remarkable thing was, despite eating twice as much food, these individuals really controlled their blood sugars and their blood fats really well, so they didn't go much higher than after their normal amount of pizza. That is interesting now. That is mm. mad. I mean, because we've always heard, you know, you hear about guys pushing yourself in the gym and just crank out one more rep if you can, and now what you're saying is you've got to crank out one more pizza if you can. I think a lot of people will be interested in in doing that so what did that then mean for for you guys so someone came in and they were able to eat one pizza and kind of go okay now i'm pretty full but then what did you make of the fact that some were able to eat two two and a half times more than what they usually would when they were pushed yeah so i think in in one way we could look at this as, as a good thing that it means if you do ever eat way more than you really need which happens sometimes if it's a very tasty food or if it's a social occasion where everybody's just eating for enjoyment that way Um, So it's a good news story, I think, because that means then you haven't thrown your whole diet out the window. And and actually, your control of your blood sugars and blood fats is is very good, at least for, for healthy people like we tested. The thing we have to remember, though, is that the way the body achieves that is is quite clever but what it's doing then is using other responses like hormones such as insulin which help us control blood sugar and while it controlled blood sugars what that higher insulin response is doing is actually causing you to store energy too so as a one-off this is how your body copes with a massive amount of pizza but if you're doing that Um, every day or having that too regularly then you're actually promoting more storage of energy in your body which unfortunately we all know then is is body fat Mm. and that is not good for us so the message here is really that you, you don't want to overeat all day every day but if you've got an otherwise balanced diet then a one-off excess of eating is not something that your body is um, is unable to tolerate. Why do we overeat? That's a great question. I think that it's going to have very different reasons for different people. But generally, if we're saying, why do we as a species gain weight? Why do humans have a, a problem with obesity? It's quite understandable when we look at evolution that uh, our ancestors didn't have readily available food all the time, all day, every day like we do. So when food is available, you need to eat it um, because there could be no food available the next day. And if you've got intermittent food availability, then it's an evolutionary advantage to make sure that when there's an abundance of food, you make good use of it. So, But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, for the last hundred years or so, there's been plenty of food available for us and we make good use of that. We we store it up. So you're you're not overweight, you're just kind of, um, you're energy wealthy. That's what we can maybe reframe it as. You've got loads of reserves of energy and uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely fine. So were you able to determine or know how many of those kind of binge sessions per week is manageable? Yeah, that is a really logical question. And everybody's been asking me, well, how many, <laughs> how, how regularly is a one-off then or how frequently is a one-off? Um, and really, that's going to be the essence of what we mean by a balanced lifestyle. If you have an incredibly healthy diet all the time, and you're very active, then you could have a a pizza binge more regularly and your overall diet would still then count as balanced. Whereas if, like many of us, actually you're aware there's lots of parts of your diet that really could do with improving and you're not as active as you really should be, then you should probably make those pizza binges less frequent. So it it really comes down to the, the old adage that there's no such thing as an unhealthy food, just an unhealthy diet.
And if you've got a really healthy diet otherwise, then having pizza now and then can be part of that healthy diet. I know you're talking about their, their blood sugars and stuff after they went on their binge, but did you see anything that well, like negatively affected them physically? Or Yeah, what we did do over the hours after they ate was we, we, um, they, were, they were stuck in the laboratory with us feeling very full up, so we took the opportunity to offer them lots of um, self-report scales so they could let us know how they were feeling. And a couple of the interesting things there were, one is that um, they, of course, said they didn't want to eat any more pizza. But what you usually see in studies like this is if you overfeed somebody on one type of food, they still keep an appetite for other types of food, which we all know, of course, that you have your dessert stomach and can always manage some ice cream Mm. after the pizza. And we found that when they ate maximally in this study, that really didn't hold true. And even four hours later, they were saying they didn't have any preference for sweet foods either. And the other thing then is that they really scored very high on fatigue and lethargy. So um, if you are planning to have a productive day, then it's probably not a good idea to eat a vast amount of food because as we all know on those occasions, you really feel very tired for a very long time after doing that. I've been there. I have um, done this not so long ago. I actually mentioned it on air before where I went out for a three-course meal and then on the way home, we were passing by a chipper and it was in a you know, a seaside town in Ireland and I felt I had to go and get one and I was completely full. I had to actually get off the dart, which is, you know, like our train here and vomit. I literally vomited because I over Yeah, it's it's possible to eat vast amounts like that and um, we were actually hoping we could get someone to take part in these studies, one of these people who eat competitively because there are just some individuals who seem to be able to put vast amounts of food down very quickly and keep it down and other people uh, obviously can't keep keep the food down like that and I, I can tell you, I, you know, I never ask anybody to do anything in these studies that I haven't been through myself personally so I had a go at this and eating maximally really isn't a very pleasant thing to do, Every mouthful past the point of comfortable fullness is by definition not comfortably full and the pizza went from tasting great at the start of the meal to having almost no taste towards the end but we did bounce back quickly and a a couple of the participants in this study did joke with me that uh, after doing the study they couldn't order pizza again for a few Mm -hmm. days Uh, so they were back to it very quickly. Yeah so the message here is is clear I think this evening if you're on your way home from the gym or you're at the gym today and you're looking forward to having a cheat day on the weekend you can cheat a hell of a lot more than what you thought you could cheat you can uh, get a second pizza get a third pizza and just knock yourself out but as you mentioned doing this uh, occasionally as opposed to every single day is what you are able to show and uh, that doing it occasionally is absolutely fine but doing it absolutely every day probably as we know isn't going to be a good thing. Yeah, certainly. If you have that one-off binge, do not throw your diet out the window and stop your exercise plan. Um, You don't need to feel bad about that. Just stick with the wider diet so that overall you're having a healthy lifestyle. You hear that now, Saoirse, yeah? Great to know. Occasionally, all right? Occasionally. Listen, I I do like a good binge now, but I'm not going to do what I did before and overeat to the point of actually having to get off the train (laughs) to get sick. That's uh, never good. Good to hear. Well, um, Professor James Best from the University of Bath, who who did the study, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, and speaking with us, and we will chat to you again soon. Thanks very much. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 